Hey, what's going on? It's your boy Joe Thunder back once again with another episode of the Smoking Joe Thunder podcast. Want to thank all y'all for listening, subscribing, sharing, and just you know keeping this culture here in Denver, Colorado alive. Real quick, shout out to our official sponsor, Be Good Dispensaries, over there on 11 West Hampton. And if you're up north, you can find them on 120th across the highway from Boondocks. Quick shout out to the homie Elvis. He can't make it here today. But we got to keep it pushing, and we got another banger for you. I got a very special guest in the building. She is a promoter. She's a, what is it, marketing consultant? Yes. She's just a motherfucking hip-hop head. <laughs> we got motherfucking Lizzie Brody in the motherfucking building. How you doing? I'm excellent. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. It's kind of late. It's kind of cold. Wow, man. I'm a mom. I'm like, yeah, I get out the house late. You're sure, ready to get out, Put the baby to bed. Right? Okay. See you. Bye. There you go. I'll be out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You brought your little party accessories up. I did a little crown apple. Keep you warm? It is kind of cold out there. It does keep me warm. I typically like to drink dark in the winter. Dark in the winter? What's your favorite? Well. Do you have a favorite? I mean, my favorite liquor that I like to drink is like, I'm not going to lie, peach Ciroc is probably like my favorite. On ice, no mixer. I love me some crown apple. I do love me some Hennessy. It's hard to knock it. I'm like an OG with it. I've been drinking it forever. What do you drink your Hennessy with? I drink it straight. Oh, that's what you're just saying. You don't really yeah, like to mix. No, no Why mixer. Because I don't need all that extra sugar. The older I've gotten, I've realized, if I, if I want a less of a hangover or even no hangover, do not mix the cranberry, the fucking pineapple, the soda into your liquor. Don't drink that shit all night with your liquor. I never knew that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of think it's a thing. Mm-hmm. But for me, yeah. I'm like, nah, just give it to me straight. <laughs> I was just always, this like a grown yeah. woman is good. <laughs> I was just always told take a couple, you know, ibuprofens, drink a big glass of water, and you'll be straight in the morning. But yeah, I mean, that's I think that's good. when you're 20. <laughs> that shit don't work no more for me. Shit, I'll be out for like three days. You know what I mean? I know. I, I, I'm, I've, you know, you learn to pace yourself for sure. I mean, I, I love to have me some, some cocktails and everything. But I was gonna tell you, I know you don't try mixers, but you need to try Hennessy and apple juice sometime. I mean, I bet that would probably That's be That's just bomb. Okay. My homie back in the d- day, Dez, R.I.P., showed me that shit, and he used to get those little apple, the little ones that look like an apple. Yeah. And just <laughs> Hennessy, and they be, that's so good, you know? Sound like it would be. Right, right. So kind of tell them how you kind of made your way to Denver real quick. So, you, I, so I followed my older brothers yeah. out here. My oldest moved out here for a job opportunity. My second oldest brother just needed a fresh start. He came out here, and I was kind of, I was in a lot of, I was getting into a lot of trouble back in my hometown. And right. I was getting into a lot of shit. My brothers were kind of like trying to convince me to move out here for a couple of years. And then some shit happened. And I was finally like, boom, I'm out of here. I got to do it. I'm out. So I did. And it was definitely one of the best decisions that I made in my life. That's dope. Yeah. So I've been here since 09. Damn. Like, so you're full fledged. Yeah, you're, you're full fledged. I've grown with the city a little bit now. So. <laughs> so let's rewind real quick. You said you grew up in Vermont, right? Yes. How was that growing up there? Um, growing up as a kid, it was the shit. We lived on like a three, three acre, two and a half, three acre property, really rural town. My brothers and I. I mean, we'd be outside all day. We'd be at the brook. Uh, fishing at the pond, catching frogs and shit. Like in the all that shit as a kid so, when kids I mean, were kids. Literally, it was like the shit. We'd ride our bikes all over the place. Like our parents really didn't care. Dog Boomer, he'd come with us everywhere. Um, 
But then as I got older, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like 17, 18, A little small 19, town syndrome. Oh, my God. I mean, there's just not a lot of opportunity. And so, you know, then I found myself in some shit. So. What was like growing up in like a small town? Like, was it like, was it trying to suck you in and you're letting it a little bit? You're trying to get out or? Um, no, I honestly, I honestly didn't even have. Um, there, I just didn't really have a lot of ambitions. I didn't know what I was passionate right. about in life. I was just like down to party and make money and um were you thinking you're gonna be there your whole life is that where you kind of were stuck at i don't really know i i Mm. I don't think that i i mean i think i maybe i thought about it but yeah i really didn't take until i was like 23 like i said was some shit happened that i was like i have to go right i cannot stay here so you know i mean i was kind of just like doing the most were you listening to hip hop at an early age or? Very early. What was some of the the first stuff you first heard? Oh my god, a lot of Tupac, a lot of N.W.A., Westside Connection, uh, The Firm, Snoop. You're saying a lot Biggie. of West Coast for being in Vermont. Yeah, it's well. This is you know I always tell yeah. everybody I'm like I grew up with two older brothers, so I'm like this little sister, and I just wanted to hang out with them all the oh, time. Yeah, I already so, know. Hmm. so they're listening to, and this is back when we'd get like the little Columbia, Columbia CD. The fucking, buy one the, get the, ten free or something. Buy one get ten free, yeah. and I used to order shit. My mom would be like, "What the hell?" And I would just order shit all the time. But anyway, so yeah, you know, I was just trying to be up under my brothers, so I was listening to everything they were listening to. Um, my one of my first CDs was Salt and Pepper's Very Necessary, and I knew the whole album. I mean, I've listened to it constantly. Over. I was like and nine. over, and over, and <laughs> over, over and over and over and over. And then like once I was in like fourth fifth grade, that's when I started like stop play stop play, and I start writing down the lyrics so I could learn the songs. Like I of course did that for uh, Bone Thugs um, Crossroads. I like had to know the song. I remember doing it for Eminem. Like I was really like trying to be right. the coolest. I remember doing that to a couple sister. like <laughs> Tribe Called Quest songs and a couple yeah. Far Side songs. <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I had to know every word for real. You know, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So since I was really really young, if you had to choose between the East and the West. What is Lizzie Brody choosing? I mean, I would say, I would <laughs> say that I, one. You no, I will, one. I will, <laughs> I will. Like I, I have no shame that uh-huh. I really do lean towards I'm the East Coast. I mean, people ask me a lot if I'm from New York or whatever. I'm like, no, no, no. But I am like an East Coast girl. But it's just that. And there's nothing, this doesn't take away from the West Coast or anything like that, but... Man, I don't know. Like, I could listen to J- like when if I'm if I'm about to go do some real bossy shit or I'm about to go make some money. I swear to you, I'm almost ninety eight percent of the time listening to Jay Z or Nipsey, to get my mind right. But like, and Biggie, like I'm like Biggie was my boo. Like I just loved him. I loved his whole swagger, like his storytelling. Like, did you ever get to see him live? No. Right. Heartbreaking. I actually got to kick it with Lil C's though last week when he was here with um, this incredible band. They're a Biggie tribute band called the Frank White right. Experience, and oh my gosh, they were amazing. And because Biggie has passed, I'll never see him live. I never did see him live. This was like the next best, the closest thing. thing yeah. It was amazing. It was so nostalgic, and you know, uh, meeting Lil C's. We've we've um. 
been in contact for quite a few years now. We had never met. And man, it was just so cool. It was like, oh man, I just love being around people from New York. It just feels so natural. I just like that energy, that conversation. And yeah, it was so dope. I'm like, Little Caesar's like a sleeper. His solo album was a banger. I don't know if you remember it. It's like a I pink cover. I do remember. I did just. I he had did a song just, with Buster Rhymes on that shit. Like I got that at the crib. Like I'm old. I got all the CDs. That's what we <laughs> no, used to I do is that. collect music like a mug, yeah. you know. I still have my books. Books booklets of cds i won't get rid of them oh not at all the I cases can't. are nothing you know yeah. what i mean fuck the cases i got the cds and the booklets i used to love reading like the credits in a inside of a booklet the thank yous uh -huh. it was like written by the artist i mean they don't do that no more no nah, they don't do shit no more uh, it's it almost the they've lost they've lost like, a lot i of... love the tangible you know like and mm -hmm. i still like i buy vinyl here and there um i've just really started i mean as many rappers as I've been around amazing people in the industry, I just barely have started to actually build my own memorabilia collection. Like I have a Air Force One that Meth, Meth, Meth Man wore 1420. He signed it. I got a Blackout album signed nice. by both of them. I have a Fat Joe signature. I got a Nipsey signature. I got a Lil' Kim signature. I got some like... Man, I, but I'm like, if I had really put forth like thought into it, I no, I know exactly bullshit. what you're talking about. Cause mine is before. So when I was right. growing up as a kid and teenager and even older adult, like I would go get autographs. That was my thing, sports and musicians. I love that. But then when I started doing the music, it didn't sit right. right. So I would like refrain, you know, I would yeah. totally, even with pictures, like I kind of refrain here and Same. there and da 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 da. And even just till last time, last time I was like, fuck it. We got the far side here. I'm bringing my album. I'm getting this song. Give yeah. a fuck. But I've totally like know what you're saying. Like I was the opposite. So I have tons of shit, tons of tons of shit. But I really haven't got too much stuff as far as being in the music because it's like I'm not trying to be that. You know what I, I mean? I know, and that's kind of how how I, I mean that's I mean honestly like I might fit, like fangirl out a little bit on the inside, but more than anything, I just have always recognized that these are just people too. Mm -hmm. And if you treat them like regular people, they're going to treat you like a regular person. Like, I mean, most of them. I mean, you don't, right. it's just, I've seen a lot of shit. I mean, really it's being around Redman and Method Man. And those are really like my closest allies in, in hip hop and the music industry. Those are, they're like my family. And, um, Wow, I saw a lot of crazy shit. I've seen a lot of thirsty ass oh, shit. I'm yeah. like, bitches are fucking crazy. But uh, like, I could never be like that. I could never do that. I'm like, they, do they think, does this work? This must work. Like, this is, I mean, I've seen some shit definitely not work. Like, but I don't know, man. I mean, just, they're just, I've people. seen it all. Yeah. <laughs> they're just people. Just treat them like regular people, man. You make those connections and it's genuine and real. Then that was going to be one of my questions, but I guess we'll get to it right now. Sure. Who is, you know, either rapper or rappers or group or whatever, who has been the most, like, amazing, like, just where, you know what I mean? Like, just the coolest ever. Oh, like, that I've met. That you've met, yeah. I mean, you know, I guess. We're going to go back and forth so, on this. Yeah, there's Because so, we can do that. I already yeah. know we can do that. <laughs> we got both I mean, good stories. Red, Red Man really is <coughs> so humble. So humble and funny and goofy and like but he can he can also be pretty serious he's a really good you know i actually um met lauren hill once and i was like shaking nervous because i'm like D 
does she hate white people? Is she going to be a bitch to me? Like, because, you know, you hear all these, like, yeah. rumors and these things, but it's like, I don't give a fuck. I love her, and I love her music. She was so incredibly sweet to me. It was, like, nice. insane. I was like, oh, thank you. I was just... I mean, I was like practicing what I was going to say to her. Like, you're whatever. funny. I mean, I was just, I was just you're nervous. You're funny for I mean, that she's one. She's like a superstar to me. So. Yeah. I mean, she is. She's in her own right, you know. But whew. I think one of my favorites or best was getting autographs at the airport, and it was a summer jam. I want to say, and we okay. see the Young Bloods, oh, Sean fun. Paul and J Ro, and you know we're getting some autographs, getting some album signed and shit. And um, I t- started talking to Sean Paul, and I was like, oh, man, you look like you just woke up. I was like, you do it right, bro. You smoke a blunt. You get on a plane. You wake up. He's like, yeah. He's like, but I ain't got nothing here. I was like, what you need? But this, yeah. is, this is way before. This is way right. before medical, for everything. Sure. Yeah. And he's like, shit, if you could just hook up a quarter or something, you know, I'll pay you. Da, da, da. So, all right, called up the homie. It took a mission. Like, that was that day when, you know how back in the day when you needed chronic, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It ain't happening. But we finally, I want to say, I called. This is funny, too. I called a person that I said I would never call for weed. And he's been on the podcast. <laughs> and his name is Pincho Sack. Oh, boy. And I said, I would never buy weed from Pincho Sack because he's going to pinch my sack. <laughs> and I'm not going to be happy. You know what I mean? He's the only motherfucker that answered that whole that day. And I went. And met up with Pincho Sack, and I got a quarter. Man, bro, just let it weigh, please. Oh, he was cool with it. He, you know what I mean? It was just one of those things in your mind, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I hooked those cats up, you know what I mean? Fucking, they took us to the club with them, the after party. Like, we went to the concert, you know what I mean? They took us to the club. I remember a thousand people being in line. We go through the side. We're in the VIP where you got to get through three rows of security. And Ja Rule's back there. Um... Who's the guy? This who's the cat that um, did tipsy? Everyone get tipsy. Oh, Jake Quan uh, Jake was Kwan. in there. The Young Bloods was in there. And we're and like I said, mind this. This is before like weeds legal and everything. We're in the yeah. VIP. You know, we got a quarter too, so we're smoking big and just doing whatever the fuck we want. These fools got bottles. You know what I mean? And it was fun. That's that was the so coolest fun. shit I've ever had. You know what I mean? That's so fun. Now I gotta do the reverse though. Okay. Who's the biggest asshole or biggest dickhead you've ever oh, met? Oh man. I'm gonna come with one too. That's that's cool. Let me think about this really quick. Um, Cause they're out there. Like ninety nine percent of them are cool as fuck. But you get those ones that are just fucking just. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I fucking Afro Afro man. I I do not fuck with him. He was He's on got, the podcast. He was cool as fuck. Excuse me. Uh, no man, I can't fuck. With, I can't. Fuck with what him. happened? I don't even remember what exactly happened, but his. He he be fucked up and he be talking crazy. His energy is not not now, good. Say, I haven't experienced this, right. but there's been like just I don't know. I've just heard stories. I've heard so like stories getting about him. fucked up and talking like recklessly, like, like reckless to women. Yeah, like thinking he's a pimp, su- being super sketchy. Yeah. Like doing super weird shit. Like he's like doing some blow and smoking some weed and drinking some shit. And I don't know. Like, I don't know. But I mean, that's like somebody that I'm like, eh, I'm cool on. Like, for sure. Like, I will, I will say, I will say this story. It's not really like he was an asshole, but it was just a disappointing experience. Right. Yeah. So, Mob Deep before Prodigy, Prodigy passed. I was so fucking excited. I mean, we were just listening to Mob Deep. I know I get right. the fucking word. I fucking love love them. But their energy at the show, and I was backstage. I was kicking it. Is this the one at Cervantes? Yes. Okay. This was at Cervantes. And 
they just were like on opposite sides of the green room like they just didn't have a lot of brotherhood energy together yeah. you could kind of it was tell. meshing it was so awkward and i've been in that green room a lot and usually it's like buzzing and like it's good vibes and like people are hyped and like cause yeah. you know like yeah it was just like super strange and then like I just remember watching the show and Pra was like pulling up his shirt to the front row trying to be that <laughs> sexy guy and I'm like, bro, it's all like 30-something men and shit. Like, yeah, there ain't no girls here. Like, nobody's <laughs> There ain't no women. Me, There's like four. I don't know. It was just like kind of disappointing because it's like, you know, you know, you love them, you love their energy together and music, their albums, their work and then you, you meet them and you're like around them and like, it's a whole different vibe. Yeah, I'm like, okay, is everybody, should I leave? Or like, you good? Like, you guys need some fucking snacks or something right now? I want to kind of say, like, I boycotted that concert. Really? Yeah, because he had came out with his book. Okay. And I listened to his book, and I just thought, like, he was really, like, just telling on everybody. Like, Ooh, he was really dry snitching. There's a big, well, you can listen to it, too, on YouTube. Okay. It's a good-ass book, but, I mean, he talks about Nori shooting people. Yeah. He talks about um, Capone taking wow. the stand, like, crazy shit. Like, just telling a little too much. And I was like. And that's not cute. That's not a good look. And then what I also heard is I heard, like, Mob Deep. They're usually coming from Vegas or someplace else, and they're usually just fucked up beyond belief when they're on stage and can't even perform. So I was like, I'm not going to pay no money for that shit. Fuck that shit. And yeah. it's funny because a couple of the homies went. And then... I mean, it was a good show-ish, but it wasn't mm -hmm. what I expected. It wasn't what I hoped What for. you wanted it to be, yeah. It wasn't what I wanted it to be. And then like a year Cause, later... Because I see shows like Red Man and Method Man, mm -hmm. and those motherfuckers put the fuck on I got every about, time. I got, I got something to say about that. So, though. so you I'm know, a Red Man, Red, I'm a Red Man and Method Man. And I love them, but I got something to say about that. So ooh, hold ooh, on, ooh. <laughs> real quick. What I was saying, um, what were we talking about? Well, oh shit. <laughs> Dropping blunts and shit, getting all excited <laughs> over here. So what were we talking about? Because I'm high. Uh, we were just talking about um, the Mob Deep show. Okay, so yeah, so then a year later, I see him at the other side, not Cervantes, and they killed it. They were sober and everything. Interesting. And they walked in the front door, and they fucking killed it. Yeah, interesting. And I remember this little stage, or, you know, stage dove. Yeah. And fucking hit the floor on his head. Oh, hell. Like, everyone just, you know, <laughs> must... Yeah, it was funny, but they kind of killed it that time, and I was like... You know, that's tight. See, I, I feel like I would, it would be better if I seen him like in New York or something, you know? Yeah. There you go. Back in the day. Okay. So what do you, ha what's the tea uh, on my people though? Bro, I love these are my Man. people. Love meth Man. Big fans. Yes. But I stopped seeing them. <gasps> I stopped going to, to their shows. Real talk. <laughs> Cause one year they were making the tour. They're making the rounds in Colorado. You know what I mean? They did Denver. Yeah. They did Fort Collins. Is this a Blackout 2 tour? I don't remember. And they did one more. And where did they do? Hold on. They did um, they did Fort Collins, Boulder, and Denver. Yeah. That's about right. And I went to all three shows. I know what you're going to say. And that shit was scripted to the jokes. Yeah. And I get it. Y'all did this shit yeah. a million fucking times. But throw a little fucking... Yeah, you know, you know what? I've actually yeah. talked about that. And uh, it was literally like, I mean, the first time I seen it was cool, you know, and then like the second time it was downtown, I want to say at the, at kind of next on the block before vinyl. I can't forget, remember what that place is, but it's a crazy place. And 
he did the same jokes and same laugh and same yeah. everything. I was just I nah. Was, I feel I, I feel you. I feel you on that because <laughs> I I know because mm-hmm. I've seen their set, but in recent years I'm gonna say they have definitely switched it up. I remember multiple times being like, oh shit, oh shit, like because man, like I have a dream, right? Mm-hmm. This this show. It's a dream of mine. I really want to do something with meth, but I really love meth has so much more in his catalog. And I know that he's really passionate and focused on his acting and stuff. I mean, of course he loves music and he's always still going to do shows, but I like have this dream of doing this like really dope, like unplugged with meth where he's doing. Cause, cause my favorite album for meth is 421 the day after. Okay. I got that on album. So that's got some fucking songs on there. Like songs, I just think for that time of my life, I was like, it just meant a lot to me. I res- It resonated with me much more. But like some of those songs live would be fucking incredible. Incredible. So I feel you because as a fan, you don't want to see the same. You don't want to hear everything. Yeah. You know, you know, you want to you want the show to feel genuine. You want to feel exactly. like like. Yeah, I know. I get that. Okay. So, and, I, and I'm okay, thinking, okay. I'm, and see, like like I said, I'm old, so I, I listen to everything, like good music. I listen to Grateful Dead. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I gave them is they had a million songs, but each playlist, every, each show was a different, different playlist. Show, and, yeah. and their fans would record those tapes and trade those tapes. So they have Madison Square Garden, 19, you know, whatever, yeah, 1980. That's really, really dope. Show one. You know, and that playlist is is way different from show two, show three, and then even when they go to Baltimore, you know, the yeah. next week. So I would think just as like, I don't want to call them old rappers, but when you're just older, you want to like mix that shit up. Y'all know yeah. your words to your songs. Yeah. Well, I'm you know going to encourage you to catch the next show. <laughs> well, I seen them see, at the Wu-Tang shit. I mean, that wasn't them solo, but I mean, I'm yeah. going to encourage you to hit the next Red and Map show and see if you don't feel differently. And another thing, too, is one of my favorite groups of all time is A Ball and MJG. Mm. Did, and, so you saw them at Cervantes. They were they were in Denver for 420 a couple times. You didn't go I because didn't go cuz of the Red Man. Man. And then they stopped coming. You know. You should never do that. Never do that again. <laughs> right. Never do that again. Always I always am encouraging people like always go always go, go to shows. Yeah, I always go Even to if tons you just want to see the opener. Yeah, I go to go tons to of shows, but it was just like just and then during those years too they were like you can't smoke in there. Like, you remember that? Those couple years of Cervantes where they're like, you light up. Yeah. Anything, we're kicking you out. Yeah. Like, there's some shit like that. That was, that was a really weird time right? because they were like... They were super Trying to deal with the legalities of the legalization and venues and bars and whatever the fuck. It was a lot. I get it. Oh, that's not No, you're fine. But yeah, Red and Meth are... They're legends in their own right. Like, shit, sure. Muddy Waters is like one of my favorite albums so of all good. time. I know. And, you know, I didn't really, I wasn't even really a Red Man fan or Method Man. I mean, I was, but, like, not really until I was, like, a teenager. And my brothers were listening to them when Muddy Waters dropped. Like, they were, like, can't wait. So, like, one of the proudest moments of my life is just being able to bring my brothers around them. And, like, because that's just the coolest shit ever. Like, it's such a fun dynamic. Like, I'm so thankful for that. For sure, for sure. But, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's crazy. Who are um who are some of your favorite MCs? <clears throat> oh man. 
I love Talib Kweli. Okay. Um, the Roots. Um, yeah, I like Nipsey, Jay-Z. <laughs> I'm just like, honestly, like, mm-hmm. I'm such an old school girl. That like, 90s it's shit, so yeah. hard for me to, like, even, even with music. Okay, so say a song is hot right now. Everyone's listening to it. I'll love it in five years. When it becomes a throwback and I'm like, oh, shit. That feeling that I get from music that is nostalgic and gives you that feeling like, oh, shit, this was my jam. like, And just kind of like that 90s era, the golden era is just, it's unmatched. And it's just like what I love. So it's hard. For, I, I try to listen to newer music and I do have like the artists that I listen to but you know I'm still always going back and playing like it's kind of hard to listen to it it's not hard that it's hard to listen to it but it's hard to stray from the old shit like for a new rapper that I really really like and I'll say he's an MC is Corday I don't know if you're familiar with him but man like his biggest influence is Nas so that alone tells me something (laughs) I'm gonna understand what the fuck you're talking about if I listen to your music and sure enough he's really like that He's really, 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 really dope. Do you listen to the radio at all? Oh, yeah. I listen to the radio a lot. I listen to 104.7 The Drop a lot because I love what an array of music that they play. I mean, on Sundays, you can get gospel right. and you could get like Michael Jackson and then like fucking 50 Cent in like the same five minutes. Um, I listen to KS 107.5 a lot, too. So, you know, I'm I'm hearing like the hot songs, you know, but... But the hot songs are not always the hot songs. Like you said, I'm looking for the B-sides like you that's going to make me rock. <laughs> yeah. I give a fuck less. Or, or like you said, when it gets to my universe. Yeah. You know, but, you know. I feel. That doesn't really happen, though, I don't think. It happens more than you think, at least, with some with, with a couple of stations. I mean, in KS 107.5's definitely started playing a lot more, like, older music. Um in, in recent years, I know the other day I was riding in, I think it was like Doja Cat, but the next song was fucking Cameron. And I was like, okay, you know, like that shit made right. me feel like, oh, my song is kind of snuck some in. Swear. But you know, like I also um, grew up listening to like a lot of classic rock and like 90s pop. And like yeah. I was a teeny bopper too. So I have, I'm very like musically cultured. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'll put on whole other stations the only the only music i really 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 don't really listen to is like country there's some country songs that i like but i mean i have my moments where i just want to feel like it's 1994 and i'm nine and like i'm listening to the radio couldn't like so so i just listen to like 90s pop hits or whatever Mm -hmm. and like you know, Ace of Base and fucking whatever the fuck. Some Millie Vanilli. But I can, I know all that shit. I'm like, I know it all. And I love like, you know, Leonard Skinner. And yeah, good music, good music. Exactly. So I'm super thankful for that because, you know, right. good music. Being like around, like you were talking earlier, the thirst. <laughs> Thirsty bitches. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. It's so bad. And, you know, living in Denver, I've been around a lot of athletes, too. Some of my best friends That's even are worse. former Broncos. That's they even, like, well, Broncos it are is, one level. Nuggets are a whole different level. I mean, I've really seen some shit. I definitely have some stories. 
We're trying to go there. I'm not let, trying to put. I won't put nobody yeah, we, on blast, but no good God, I have seen some shit. I'll, I'll, I'll start it off because I had one that I was. We were talking about just the other night, but it's Wu Tang. Okay. And like Wu Tang, they're dope and everything. But of course. if you've ever been to a Wu Tang show, you know. At the end of the show, they're gonna tell you where the fuck they're at. <laughs> you mm-hmm, know what I mean? And mm-hmm. once again, autographs. I'm like, all right, cool. I have an album. Everyone on it, except for Meth. So you know, I'm trying to go get Meth or whatever. And, oh, you mean these, autographs? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. These yeah I was like, like, what do you mean? We're at the fucking. It was. We're at the fucking the JW. You know. Come, okay. Da 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 da. Yeah. Head right down there. Bus pulls up. Boom 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 boom. You know what I mean? They start getting off. These two chicks I know get off. And they like to see me, and they're like jaw <laughs> drops. You know what I mean? Because I'm like Joe Thunder, so I'm not really trying to do it, but I'm trying to really, you know, I'm trying to get meth on it because he's the only one I need on this motherfucker. You know what yeah. I mean? And, you know what That's I mean? That's so funny. And they looked at me, and they're like, and I swear to God, like, like the next day, or not, yeah, the next day, like five in the morning, I got a DM like, oh, last night was so much fun. We just, like, oh, we just smoked like, me. Yeah. You know, you know how those guys. I'm like, yeah, yeah. All right. I mean. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't blame them. I mean, I'm sure at some point somebody thought that I was like a thirsty chick, but I really was never thirsty. It was really always like one of the first times I hung out with, with Red Man. It was the Red Gun Wild tour. It was 07. It was out here. These motherfuckers had a rubber band gun. We still talk about this thing to this day, but like. Nobody was safe with this rubber band gun. They were shooting everybody with the shit. Like, so it was like, you had no time to try and act like a little thought. You were like, had to be on your fucking P's and Q's because you were about to get hit in the fucking side of the face with the rubber band gun. It was fucking crazy. But yeah, I mean, yep, it can be a lot. But, you know, it's all good. You know, it's like, (laughs) live your best life. Thirsty bitches. Have you ever seen any, like, how do you say, like, anyone, like, hiding in the, you know what I mean? Some shit, some crazy, just some wild ass shit just to meet somebody. Um, I mean, I've had, there was a one show in Connecticut. This was the Blackout 2 tour, so this was, like, 08. And um, we are at this venue called Toad's Place. It's New Haven, Connecticut. It's actually kind of kind of legendary. Like, if anybody is listening that's from Connecticut, they've probably been to a show at Toad's Place. So all the green rooms are downstairs, and you just kind of go downstairs. It's this long hallway and a bunch of green rooms. There are these two girls. I mean, and they were dressed in, like, long, complete lingerie. Pretty, there was yeah. no jeans, shorts, fucking nothing. Jackets? Fuck a jacket. Who yeah. a jacket? These bitches were to the nines in lingerie, but they were not making it into any green room. They were literally just back and forth in this hallway, just trying to super figure it out. lit. And so they ended up talking to me and my friend, and like we were just like, "Yeah, girls, like what up?" Like we were like, "Whatever, cool, whatever." But like when we turned to go into the green room, they were they literally were like, oh, we're, "We're with them." And I turned around, and I was like, "The fuck you are? No, you're not, like girl." No, do not do all that. You were doing too much. Like, it was crazy. I was like, no. Like, but people really do. Like, I mean, I don't know how people get on stages so easily. I just seen a video of um, that dude, Vito, the R&B singer out in Atlanta. And some chick ran up on his stage. And he, like, kind of almost hit her with a two-piece. Like, he didn't really hit her, but, like... He was ready to. Ready to, because you... I mean, what the fuck? Like, somebody just comes charging at you and you're performing. 
But I'm like, where? So, so, so at least two people were for show not doing their job. Right. <laughs> like, not for sure. Yo, like, what the fuck? Yeah, people are fucking crazy. It just takes a moment, though, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. all you got to do is something right here and that Swear. before you know it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fuck. You know what I mean? And they be waiting and lurking and ready. Have you ever seen anyone get really beat up? Like, for trying to get on the stage or um, trying to do some dumb shit? No, I've seen some, I've seen like some heated, heated, like motherfucker stand down type shit, but, um, no, I haven't, I've heard some stories, but I've never seen it. I hear, um, Nelly Rose, like back in the day, he used to have some goons on his team and they would fuck around. How funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, they think, how do you say, Nelly's gangster just like MC Hammer's gangster. You know what I mean? Don't get it twisted. (laughs) Yeah, it's rough. You know what I mean? How funny. Hey, what are some kind of like the bigger shows that you've been a part of, like while you've been here in Denver throughout your kind of career that you've been doing, doing all this stuff? Um, Like as far as like promoting? Yeah. I mean, well, oh, let's see. I mean, now I've been working with AEG for, um, I guess like really maybe a little over a year. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, some of the bigger shows, Erica Badu. I mean, of course, the Red MF shows, Snoop, or not, ma'am. Was it Snoop? No, but it was Wiz. Um, yeah, I mean, an upcoming Ice Cube and A Boogie with the hoodie, and he's really big. And so, yeah, I mean, really anything at, like, Red Rocks is pretty pretty much up there. I mean, that venue is obviously incredible, the capacity there. I mean, that's a big-ass show. That's, like, probably one of the best. I've seen the best show, like, one of the best shows I've ever seen was at Red Rocks. hundred percent. We were lucky enough to be Amazing. front row. Ooh. What was it? What show was it? Smoking Groove. Cool. Festival? Was, yeah, it was. Um, okay, I was at the Smoking Groove Festival in LA this past year. Or let me couple, see. This is a yeah. while ago. Remember, I'm old. No, I, you know, well, I went to the Smoking <laughs> Groove Festival in LA just last year, but I didn't know how old this festival is. Oh, yeah, that's just. It's an incredible fucking. I think I went to the second one, and it was um, Black Eyed Peas Open. Wow, dope. They're brand new, dressing yeah. crazy. Like, who are the fuck <laughs> are these crazy looking motherfuckers? Like, for real, like. They might have been the first, not skinny jeans, but skinny motherfucking pants. Right, right. Because I was looking for, I mean, they were cool. They were, very, like, they the were very eccentric. <laughs> then after them, I want to say it was like Gangstar and M.O.P. Fire. <laughs> and then it was Busta Rhymes. Guru is my number one favorite MC. He's one of my top top three, top oh, three. Busta Rhymes with Fire. Flip Mode. Dope. Wyclef and Cannabis, Public Enemy and Cypress Hill. Wow. That's such a dope show. And Cannabis was painted gold with a big ass <laughs> fucking lion on stage and an explosion that fucking sizzled my eyebrows. You're like, what the fuck is that? First of all, I got to worry about this explosion that just happened that fucking feels like my shit got fried. Oh my God. And then there's this big ass lion on stage. And I'm like, damn, this motherfucker could eat me up. And then Cannabis is painted gold. Yeah, sounds about <laughs> right. You're like, God damn. How funny. Love that though. That's super dope. Funny thing about Wyclef, like, Definitely a talented musician and the whole nine. I can't fucking stand his music. Like uh, his solo shit, I'm cool with. Yeah. Fuji shit dope. His solo shit, eh. But as a performance, <laughs> but his performance, I would pay to go see him. Yeah. And I paid to see him, and his performance is A plus plus plus. That's really plus, cool. Plus. That's really and cool. And it's so crazy, like, cause I would. I, last time he came, I went and seen him at the, the little spot downtown, right by um. The, Summit or whatever. Uh, the marquee. 
No, not the marquee. It was like the little, I think it's like the summit. It's oh, right the on summit. The corner. Yeah. Uh, 19th and Blake, yeah. Yeah, seeing him there, he was dope. You know That's what I mean? That's so awesome. But like I said, I wouldn't go buy his album at all. Like, I hate to say that, but yeah. he's a dope performer. Well... That's amazing because that's that's what it takes. Because how disappointing is it when they just suck? When they're like literally not, or, or not like I said, the same shit, same shit, you know? Yeah, no, same feel, shit over I and feel. over. You know, I did see um, D'Angelo live. That's what I say. Amazing concerts for you. D'Angelo was that at the Ogden? That was the Black Semi- Black, uh, Black Messiah tour. Um, I bet he was pulling <sighs> chicks. I was gonna say I would honestly. I the B honestly, word, but I refrain for you. It's I'm letting fine. you know. I I, I, I would have been that. I would have been that. I'm not even gonna fucking lie. Calm down. We got my Listen, I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> is he the one? Is he the one on the list? I don't or is think. There a he, on the list? No, D'Angelo's <laughs> on the list for sure. There's a couple like. There's ever a chance. <sighs> so, he's just such a beautiful man. But I didn't see that. Like, you know, when you're around shows, like you know, you can try and like see like what the vibe is. Like if there's if. It didn't look like that at all. Look, like he he's like untouchable. Oh, that's that's that. But man, it was an amazing show. I mean, it was like, first of all, that Black Messiah album is incredible, and I still listen to it front to back to this day. Um, I remember when it dropped, Musa. Shout out to Musa. It was like a Sunday. I don't know. He had the whole album playing in Cold Crush in the afternoon. Just like it was just that good. You know, you just like let it ride, but. Yeah, love me, love me some D'Angelo. It's fine. I'll admit it. I lose my hydration. <laughs> Do we need to take a break? <laughs> what about some other concerts? Those are really another bang concert you've seen. Oh, man, um, gotta say Erica Badu. She's so incredible. I mean, she's like, her concerts are like going to church. Um. Man, honestly, it's, I've been to so many. It's hard to it's not pinpoint tough. some. I, I know. can tell you some because I've been this sucked. I, nah, like, I hate to say this. No, don't say it. I hate to say this. No. Okay. Well, I have to tell you my story about Go for the it. first time I saw Nas live. Go for it. So the first time I saw Nas live was at Cervantes. So Cervantes is a small venue for an artist like Nas. First Cervantes. of all. Cervantes. Cervantes. Second of all, the show was supposed to be most uh, deaf. He ended up canceling out. They brought in Nas. They Justin Bua was live painting on stage. This is how I met Bua, and I have an autograph. Um, I actually have a couple things by him autographed, and shout out to Justin Bua because he's the shit. Um, but, yeah, so Nas at Cervantes. It was the first time seeing him. I just remember him performing one mic. Uh-huh. And I, I mean, really at Cervantes, you're not far from the stage wherever you are. I think uh. their capacity is like 1,500 maybe. And I, I remember exactly where I was. I remember watching him perform that, and it was so emotional. I, I, I cried. I fucking cried because, you know, I mean, when you just really connect with certain music, certain right. songs, artists, and then you hear it live, and sometimes it can be really fucking emotional. And that's, I, I can't be alone in that because I, I definitely like, if I'm crying at a concert, oh, it's church. I needed that shit. And yeah, I'll just never forget that moment. It was just, it was just amazing. And I was like, I cannot believe Nas is right there just performing the right. fuck out of this song that's been 
you know a classic classic and uh, okay i will say the first time i saw jay-z live uh-huh. i cried as well i cried when he hit the stage he wasn't even performing no fucking epic shit it was like ah, like his fucking alpha i it was the pepsi center it was 2011 it was the blueprint three tour okay. man and i remember he rose up from the bottom you know like uh-huh. to the stage and i had floor seats for that <sighs> lost my fucking mind I, I mean and this was you know before i moved to colorado I had been to some concerts, but really not that many. Right. Now that I've lived in Colorado and I've got, you know, moved into the entertainment scene and promoting and throwing shows and things like that. Yeah. I have like no idea how many concerts I've seen. It's so many and I'm super thankful for that. But like, so prior to this, you know, I was, you know, so I was, I was learning these, I was you know, growing into my experience because with concerts, because like honestly, like it's like if I'm depressed, man, just send me to a fucking concert or music. Yeah, music's the best. M- music Actually, in Nipsey, general. No, <sighs> Nipsey. Okay. Not even music. Like Nipsey is the key when you're fucking depressed. I swear to God. Oh. Bottom. Bottom line. Yeah. I Nipsey, want to say anything else. Nipsey's music is so uplifting and inspiring. Uh, he's the shit. That sucks that we lost him at such a young age. You know, I gotta say this: I was, I was distraught when all this was happening. When the news of him being shot was reported, that whole night, I remember we were just checking online and trying to like follow and see what the fuck was happening. And then when it was that he passed, it was like, no, 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 this can't be. I drove home from work because I was at work, so I'm. Anyways, I remember driving home. I'm listening to Victory Lap, and when Double Up came on, as I'm pulling into my complex, uh, you lose that it. was when I lost it. Fucking lost it. And so um, I remember talking to my boy Omar, who's from Cali. Shout out to Omar Bolden. He's a Super Bowl 50 champion, that boy. Um, but I was texting with him, and I'm like, man, it just, like, he had, it just wasn't his time. He had so much more to do. And I remember Omar said, but maybe it was. And I thought about that, and it actually, it put into perspective, like, you know, his passing in a positive light. Because I started to think about it like this. If Nipsey had gone on to live a full life, 100 years, would he still have had the same impact I don't know. I can't say that. Sometimes things can, I mean, because now it's like. I think he's different, though. I, I think mean, the movement. I think the different. movement he was on was just something different. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on. Oh, like, he was like the next Diddy, but like better, but but like can actually rap Diddy, but like business mogul and like. Well, just for the community. How many people right now do you really see doing a lot for the community? I mean, Trey the Truth is somebody that gives a lot back. Yeah. He's like legendary for what he does in Houston. But, you know, there there are people, but, but I'm saying I mean, only they're a different. Yeah, they're different. And, I, and Nipsey definitely was different. But that, that just gave me, I mean, whether it's true or not, mm-hmm. it just gave me that perspective of, like, he did everything he was supposed to do i mean i i don't know it's hard it's hard to justify a loss like mm-hmm. that i heard something today um that mike tyson said and i don't remember who he was telling but he's telling a youngster 
and he was talking about just just blowing all his cash and hooking people up with like cars and not you know giving a fuck and he's like i don't remember the word he used i don't think it was legend but he's like a real like whatever he said like a real legend doesn't buy themselves shit they mm-hmm. buy other people and set other people up mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. to succeed right right that's a real g each a real one person. teach one yeah i mean that's that's the core of like being a good fucking person you know what i'm saying like ego right. will destroy so much mm-hmm. and one of the biggest things i've seen in business is people with egos do not want to they're greedy right they don't want to put people on but you will find that your blessings will multiply when you can mm-hmm. like learn the game turn around teach it to somebody else bless somebody else i mean your blessings are going to come tenfold that's just how the universe works mm-hmm. so but you know nipsey like this is this is kind of the thing though like nipsey is such a legend mm-hmm. i mean he was and is right but now that with his passing it's like he's i feel like his music could be like studied like i i have a show called lessons in hip-hop where i talk about it's a little youtube show little you know little something something but i talk about lyrics of songs and like excuse me like what the what they were talking about right. breaking down the lyrics essentially whatever and I definitely have a couple of nipsey songs in there <laughs> no for sure for sure he's definitely saying something he's not you know yeah he's telling he's telling stories yes. you know but i think he could have definitely been greater and i, I think like you know what i mean he was really about the community and the youth yeah and he wanted to resurrect you know that whole area of Slauson and Crenshaw. <clears throat> yeah. And and you don't see that really. Like I said, there are people that do it, like you said, but everyone should be fucking doing it. Right. I'm not gonna say the person's name, but who and who's the biggest piece think in your mind who the biggest piece in the rap game is. He's a rapper. Mm. He has a rainbow colored head. You know what I'm talking about. Rainbow? Rainbow colored hair. The motherfucking six nine boy. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna say his name, but. Oh, fuck that guy. But. <laughs> but that, what about him? He's always. It's probably publicity stunt shit, but he's always giving motherfuckers money. He's always fucking. He just bought like twenty chicks like fucking Birkin bags the other day, like for doing his video. Like, and he's always. I know it's a publicity stunt. <clears throat> and he films it and he's putting it on, and I'm not giving him props or anything. But you see him giving a gang of fucking money out. Yeah. And I know what he's trying to do, but I mean, you know. Well, I believe that when you give things away into charity, that's non you don't get taxed on that. So maybe mm-hmm. that's the, maybe that's <laughs> I think it's more for his reputation. No, for sure. I mean like it's I like have a, fucking, a whole it's opinion. like a Shicey has Robin Hood like Bro, for... All right, I'll take that five hundred bucks. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean my my opinion on how social media has affected the rap game music game i mean it's like it's insane because it's wild yeah you lose so much of the substance because like i think six nine is a fucking idiot i think he's oh, an yeah. idiot sure he might have like a couple songs but like who the fuck is this guy are you kidding this is a real fucking person i mean it's kind of the same with like donald trump i'm like this is not a real life it's... oh it is okay this is what this is where we're at work <laughs> it's funny though like <laughs> The younger kids, they love that fool. Like where I work, there would be like 
the motherfucker that you would not think in the whole fucking wide world would be listening to him, and he's bumping them, and he's like, and they're all on the. I just like the the way it sounds. That's kind of like the youth, you know what I mean? Like they just they're not really about the substance. They just like the beat, and they just like what he's doing and wilding out. You know what I mean? I want to wild out too, type shit. Oh man, I'm real interested to see what my child, what kind of music she's gonna like when she gets older, because you know I try to just give her an array of music. Let her like what she likes, but I can tell you this: if a biggie, if Biggie's rapping, she can tell you it's Biggie, and I'm uh, proud of that. I was, I she don't sees know. his face; she knows that that's Biggie. I don't know. I think I, if I had kids, I'd have to force hip hop down their throat. I mean, <laughs> like just literally, shit. like I mean. Well, you know. Or I would not. Hey, let me let me rephrase that. I wouldn't force it down the throat. I would let them. We have to expo- take the expose path. them to it. Well, you know? let them take the path. But they start going off on that cornball shit. That's where it, that <laughs> stops. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think that, you know, like when my daughter gets a little older, I think it would be really dope to teach her hip hop in a sense of like, you know, exactly. playing you her teach it. music and letting her listen to what they're talking about. And then like having like a little recap and talking about it. Because I, I would... I mean, I I cringe when I think about, oh my, I mean, one day I'm sure my daughter's going to listen to music that I'm going to think is fucking ridiculous. And maybe I'm going to be listening to something that she's going to be like, mom, turn that shit off, you know? But I, I think that, um, you know, if you can just really expose your kids to like good, honest, authentic music and like a, specifically when it comes to hip hop, because hip hop is changed. Like rock is rock. Country is country. Hip hop has changed. <sighs> So much. Everywhere. And it's expanded so much, which is fine because growth is good. We, we, you know, it's all good. But, you know, just like teaching her like the core of it and the history right. of it and like letting her actually have like a knowledge of it, then sure, maybe she can turn up to some stupid ratchet shit, but then like maybe we're going to put on some biggie and tap in. Yeah, I know the classic <laughs> shit. Classic. Hey, talking about kind of like all this stuff, being that we're kind of on the subject, what do you think of all like the violence that's kind of been happening lately? Like, I mean, it seems like literally every other week someone's getting killed. Like, <sighs> you know? Um, it's so tragic and so sad um, because. Can can I say something real quick? Because I just kind of thought some. It kind of reminds me. It kind of goes back to what we we're just talking about with the youth. They don't want to, you know, how do you say? They don't want to gain the knowledge. They want it, like, with the whole PB and Rock thing. Yeah. Like, when you go to L.A., you got to know where not to go. Right. But if you're just on your phone and Googling Roscoe's and pick the first motherfucker that pops up and you go there, you know what I mean? Ugh. And you're, like, just, you know, with your girl. Doing you. Draped up and dripped out. You know what I mean? Terrible. In a $100,000 car in the parking lot. Like, I mean... That's yeah. what I'm talking about, like not taking like the, the precautions or really kind of learning or paying attention to what's kind of going on. You feel me? Yeah, I definitely feel that uh, that is very important, especially if you're going somewhere you're not from. Mm-hmm. I mean, but in general, when you reach a certain level or exactly. you're looking a certain way, like security and not even security, but awareness. Somebody's got to be tell you need a you got to find an OG in every city that you can count on that can show you the ropes mm-hmm. literally. But then look at the takeoff <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that's He was, was with the OGs. Crazy. But then it's like, yeah, but 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 when you're on amigos level, you do not need to be in the bowling alley shooting dice. 
If you really want to shoot dice like that, go to Vegas or go someplace else. I was listening to something, and they said like, you know, eight out of ten dice games, like someone, something bad happens and someone ends up getting hurt really bad or shot. Like you know what I mean? If you're winning, they're gonna rob you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what? I just, you know, I think that it can be easy to get to a level where you're comfortable. And, but that can be your downfall too, because once you reach a certain level, you are gonna have a target on you no matter what. It's important to have people around you and your crew, OGs and, you know, in the city, something, connection to people that can, you know. Um, At least help you out. Help you out, you know, I mean, shit. I don't wanna be lost, in, I mean, and I don't know, man. And then it's just, it's just tough because I feel like music is really easy. It can be a really easy come up. So you can literally be f- working in the streets, from the streets, from the hood. That's your lifestyle. That's what you were born into or whatever. That's just where you come from. But then then all of a sudden, I mean, and, and the, the way social media has affected how people live and how people are not so private, like, you know, checking in, mm-hmm. for example, when yeah. you're somewhere... Like, I don't fucking check in nowhere. I might post some shit if I'm at a concert, but I don't say I'm at fucking the Fillmore or at fucking any place. Fuck that. It's super tough, but you know the music game. I feel like is it easy? It can be easy for a lot of like people to come come up with like into Mm -hmm. not just like the artists, but you know. Well, someone said this the other day. I don't know who it was. I'm not worried about the rapper. At all. Right, exactly. That's what I'm, I'm worried saying. about. Like, his, the this people is that are the with him. Easiest route for the homies hey, to I'm also come up, come into up as and well. get stripes and, and all that shit. And it's just so sad because like you can't always have your homies around or your homies homies. You just don't know what people. I don't know, man. And I gotta okay. I just have to shout out my boy Scotty ATL. Scotty really taught me a lot about really checking who's around you. And like Atlanta is dangerous. Atlanta can be really, really right. dangerous. He's lost close people to him. And he's just, as long as I've known him, like six years now, he's just always really, 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 really mindful of his surroundings. You have to Super be. Super mindful of the people that are around. If somebody is weird, he get them the fuck away. Like, and I just, I, for one, appreciate that. I, for two, it also has kind of coached me in the sense of like, keeping your awareness is everything because you just really never you just never know and when you are successful and popular it you have a target period so right i mean going back to another situation too draco the ruler yeah at a concert backstage with his well you know about 10 people and then 50 motherfuckers come in and look what happened there. Same That's shit. So You're not safe crazy. fucking anywhere. That's so crazy. I sound the big homie just the other night. I wanted to go to that concert. You know what I mean? Because it was like 100 groups. It's fucking everyone you could yeah. think of. Mm-hmm. And I kind of started thinking about it before I was getting ready to get a plane ticket. And I was like, hold up. I'm like, we got like 100 groups. That's 100 gangs. Yeah. 
we're not even talking about the crowd. Yeah. And the crowd are going to be yeah. another hundred gangs. That honestly. And I'm I'm a big dude tatted. Like, yeah. I'm just doing, you know, I'm not paying no attention really. You know what I mean? Like, I am, but I'm, you know what I mean? Just kind of going with the flow. But that's not a good situation to be in. No, and that's definitely like, so, okay. What's the most hood show you've been to? The most hood show? Like the most. Oh, I know exactly. <laughs> I know I got a couple I was gonna say okay the one that I could think of that comes to mind is I don't even know the place where it was at but it's kind of off federal Mississippi it's like this little place in the cut between federal and Sheridan but motherfucking project Pat wow you know what I mean Wow, when was that? What this year? was like, you know, it's about like probably seven, eight years ago. And That's none of the homies wanted to go with me. And I'm the cat that if no one wants to go, I'll roll solo dolo. Yeah. And like I went there and that is the hoodest shit. It was a bunch of Mexicans, a bunch of brothers. And like they, people were just getting, not them, but people were just getting into it and they're taking people out left and right. Motherfuckers were like, oh, I'm going to be in the parking lot when you get out. And it was like wild as fuck. That's and crazy. like it was funny. They were like, there are no white people there at all, except for two people, and they're the homies that were graffiti writers, cat AC, and I'm gonna say this cat covered. They're the only white dudes there in this whole, and it was like, I'm talking like, just motherfucker, everyone I was, everyone you were crossing looked like they just got out of the jet, got yeah. out the pen, wow. straight tattoo, like yoked up, like ready That's to fucking crazy. fuck shit up. Wow. And then besides that, seeing Brother Lynch at the Roxy when he's doing his, kind of ICP shit that shit wow. was crunk that shit was like wow you know? yeah I've never seen a show like that but I feel like it would be an experience just those fools are crazy like <laughs> I, was on, I was on Colfax one time like um, at 7-Eleven or some shit and they had just let out a concert like ICP and there's juggalos everywhere and like somebody starts some shit and this motherfucker does the whistle before you know there's about 200 of these motherfuckers oh, fucking these fools I'm just like Sweet. god damn like that's you don't crazy. Fuck with him. Yeah, like that's was, crazy. Yeah, what about you? I think one of the most hood shows I've been to, like, I, I won't say in. Okay, it was a Jeezy show. It was Jeezy at the Ogden. Okay. But it was blue flags everywhere. <laughs> Yo. But it was honestly like, and I'm. You know, I'm pretty, like, aware, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm mindful of concert crowds 100% because I've been to so many. I've seen some shit at some shows. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to be near it. I don't want to be a part of it. Um, so especially towards the end, you start to just pay attention. But but this Jeezy show, like... Oh, you got to leave early. I didn't leave early. Oh. I didn't have... I, I swear, though, it was, like, the one of the best energy shows I feel like I had been to because I'm, like... Everybody is just rapping the shit out of song after song after song. And Jeezy's really got that mm -hmm. real, like, bossy type energy. And damn. Was it that concert where, like, there were a million free tickets? You kind of know what I'm talking about? I like, don't know. I have no so idea. So back in the day, like, I want to say this was some shit they were trying, but there was a 50 Cent concert and there was a Jeezy concert. And what they were trying to do is, like, really break it down. Like, those places are general mission, but they were trying to break it down where, like, front, you know, first five rows, like, thousand bucks. Some stupid shit, you know what I mean? And they didn't sell no tickets for that shit for both those shows. And they kind of did them the same way. And I remember, like, the 50 Cent show. Like, my homegirl, Shorty, that worked at the radio, she's like, fool, I got a million 50 Cent tickets. You want some? I was like, yeah, I'll take some. She's like, how many you need? I'm like... 
you know, what do you, how many can you hook me up with? She's like, whatever you want. I was like, whatever I want. <laughs> like, she's like, get 25. She's like, I was like, let me get 10 of them. You know what I mean? Like, get, you know, crazy. I gave it to all the homies and like, you know, we got there and like, he started to perform and like the first 30 seconds was kind of whack and I was like, ah, oh, it's going to be one of those shows. And then they got the sound right and that fool killed it really? for like two oh hours. Like, God. killed it, killed I've it, killed it, killed it. I've never seen 50 Cent live and I killed really, 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 really want to. And that, the same thing right. with the Jeezy. Jeezy That's killed cool. it too and they were trying to do the whole shit where they're trying to section it off and charge ridiculous price and they didn't sell anything. And I got free tickets for that shit. Same thing. And I remember my homie Verbal. He was like some hustler fool that sang CDs, like a rapper. Yeah. Notorious Denver <laughs> CD slanger. And someone came up. He was out there slanging CDs. And someone gave him a 30 stack of fucking those of Jeezy tickets. And he sold them for like five bucks a piece. That's but you fire. know what I mean? But it was like. Well, man, I'm not sure. But yeah, I just remember being, I was up top at the Ogden. I remember looking mm-hmm. down and it was just like, boo. Flags I've been there for the game like that. For real. And that that can be like YG shows. But I don't know. Like I've never had I have not had a bad experience. But right. I that's always in the back of my mind. Like, cause I don't know, people be tripping or whatever, but yeah, I'm like, what's that gang banging shit? Starts happening, I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> my homie told it's me for Lizzie to leave. Shit. My homie told me he had seen Nipsey and the game at the Ogden when they were on tour and they did a tour. Oh, and wow. I, yeah, because, I always wonder how the, the fuck game, that shit yeah, worked out because no, now you see, really do got Crips and Bloods no, because together. that's legendary fucking shit. But I mean, yeah, as them, for them doing that together, amazing. And then like Nipsey and YG doing music together and like what that meant for, you know, these people that come from this culture and everything. Amazing. But you just don't always know that everybody in the crowd is going to be no. feeling that shit. No, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just so scary. There's always someone trying but, like, to pimp I don't, I don't hate, hate on gangs at all. Like, I respect the history of gangs and why they started and why they, you know, became so strong for their community and their neighborhood. I mean, that's really what it came down to is family, community, and just protecting them because, fuck, you know, they weren't feeling like they were protected yeah. and properly. And so... But, like, I mean, it's just gotten, like, super out of hand. What for we're sure, kind of talking but... about is you got to always respect it. Right. Because the moment you don't respect it, that's when you get caught slipping. Yeah. And, you know, and even, like, with this game that we're in, we're in, the, we're in rap music, you know, game, hip-hop. That's just dangerous. Mm. You know, they might not have some of me, but the motherfucker I'm right next to, you know what I mean? And I'm right there. Or thinking, you know what I mean? They can think a million things. So mm. we always got to keep them keep our heads up i think we're gonna take a little break you know what i'm saying and then we'll come right back and we'll give you some more knowledge be right back all right it's your boy joe thunder and we are back with lizzie brody in the building what's going on what up (laughs) y'all taking a little break little chronic break little bathroom break little your snacks break you know what i mean all that little chatter chatter break who knows all kinds of shit but we were talking earlier about like Bad concerts, mm-hmm. and I know you love Nas. Love me some Nas. And I'm gonna tell you, I see Nas, and I love him as an MC. You know, got you know most of his albums, CDs, whatnot. Right. But I seen him at the Fillmore. With Lauren Hill. Nah, he was by himself. Interesting. Okay. It was way back. This one, this one was way back in the day. Like, like I'm talking like 10, 20. This was okay. back in oh, the day. Uh, okay, so before I moved here for sure, so I went probably, to the okay. He was probably, he, I remember he came to Solo Dolo, but I went and seen him, and fucking, he didn't like do like complete songs. 
he did like oh, that's the melody worst. you know or what do you it's not a melody but what do you call it like when you do like one verse from one song and the next verse and like yeah, not uh, the full song i don't know that'd yeah. be driving me nuts so too because you really want to you want to rap the whole shit and then when they don't do the whole song you're uh-huh. like ah drop the second verse uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the name of it it's not a melody but it's like when you get a bunch of songs and you do them all at once you know what i mean so yeah. i seen him and he did that I was disappointed, and I'm again, sorry. I've never seen him again because because of that one I'm, show. I would encourage you to see Nas again live, because I've seen him in recent years, and he's pretty fucking amazing. I mean, he's legendary, and he always looks so crisp to the T, always so clean. Oh, yeah. He always got Fresh the shining clean. watch and the shining chain. <sighs> Have you ever seen any Queens really bad Bridge. shows? Huh? Have you ever seen any really bad shows? Okay, um, so I can say this. So Smoke and Grooves Festival went last year with my couple of homegirls. I mean, we were like, okay, we're going to be out in L.A. We're going to stay in West Hollywood. What, Ali Devon? Yes. We're going to eat some shrooms. We're going to see all these amazing shows. We're going to, like, vibe the fuck out in Cali, right? So anyways, we're there. We're there, like, all day. I mean, it worked out perfect. We ate our shrooms. We were vibing, having a fucking incredible time. Until the sun went down. And then it got fucking cold. Because, I mean, if you're in L.A. enough, you know it's like can be as soon as the sun goes down, like that shit, it can be cold as fuck at night. Especially if you're by the beach. For real. So, like, and then, well, this, the place they did it at was um, L.A. State Park, which is, like, near Chinatown. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways, so, but yeah, like a whole storm rolled in. And mind you, this is like, we've been at the festival for like 10 hours. And like the toilets were disgusting right. at this point. I mean, it was getting kind of muddy. Spend, yeah, spend it was a million starting dollars to rain a little bit. And like, it don't even fucking rain in a lake like that. So like, we were like, <laughs> this is some anyway, so we're waiting for Erica Badu. I mean, we have seen, oh my God, India Irie, Miguel, Jericho. Janae Aiko. Huh? Oh, that, that's her name. I'm thinking. Janae Aiko. Yeah. 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 Um, Man, it was, like, amazing lineup, and we were just, like, really waiting for, like, we were waiting to go to church to see Erica Badu. She was late. <sighs> Nas performed right before her, actually, and and this was kind of, like, my perfect send-off off the night, because I remember I was standing, there was a bunch of people sitting on the ground next to me, but I was like, oh, no, I'm getting up, I'm rapping every word, I'm like, oh, vibing shit. out, Hell like, yeah. thank you, Nas. But then we literally had to make the decision. It was like a serious decision. Do we stay? Do we stay for Erica Badu? Right. Or do we go because we're fucking freezing? Do we try and beat this crowd leaving fucking L.A.? Fucking... We left, right? Uh-huh. And we, I, we were a little conflicted. I had seen her in concert before. Right. But it was still conflicting because she was kind of like the highlight of like okay. what our shroom day oh, would be you know what i mean because she's like the so, grand finale yeah, the grand finale um man so yeah so i don't know but we we, we made the we made the decision and uh it was crazy because like a couple of weeks later i got the email to come on and promote erica badu at red rocks june right. 7th this last summer with four tickets i was like bitches we're getting her we're getting her back i'm like it's oh, all yeah, good yeah. we got this i'm like it's all it's all happening and uh yeah and, and it honestly turned out to be a much better experience because from what i've seen on twitter yes body was late and then they cut her set Ooh. yes and another issue about the smoking grooves fest was the sound was awful it was horrible. so it was like not it was just 
really weird how they had it set up and you just it was not good it was not good so it worked out well it worked out but like that was shitty it started to get shitty that was like i won't say it was a bad show but it was like oh my god it was getting pretty rough right it's probably hot Nas saved it for me no yeah. it was freezing like by the end of the like night during the day though it was probably yeah, hot as fuck during the day cold as night so you're not taking no jackets or anything you oh know no I, mean? I was in like this little two-piece fucking thighs out and shit <laughs> like no bra like i was festival oh, shit. fly and i was looking good okay and then yeah no that was fucking freezing it was miserable so yeah. <laughs> I was down in LA kind of like that same time, like a week or two after you guys. Uh-huh. And I kind of went down there for the same thing to go to a show, but I didn't even fucking make it. What? What show was it? It was, um, I don't remember the name, but it was like a two day festival. It was like the Licks, Alcoholics, it was Afro, KRS One, Killer Priest. Like I saw KRS One. He's one of my first. Bunch of fools. And I, try, I started kind of trying to get there, and then I found out I was in. Anaheim, which is oh, far shit. as fuck, yeah, and that's... in traffic, <laughs> not happening. You fucked that up. <laughs> hey, it's all good. I still had fun. You know what I mean? I had tons of fun out there. You know, we we get it in, but yeah, I was like, fuck it. I always want to go to a show in LA, or you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I mean that festival. I mean it was cool. It was definitely cool during the day. I seen. Um, do you listen to Soul Action Radio, Joe K? I don't. Oh my god, he's fucking amazing. They call it eclectic vibes. Eclectic. You're gonna have to send me something. I'll have to check it out. Bro, it's such a vibe. It's really just like mostly beats and like remixes, but like really vibey. I mean, a lot of times when I get off work, sometimes when I'm working. I don't want to hear, I want to listen to people talk. Like, so my selection radio is always like a go-to because mm-hmm. it's just like music and vibes, not too much input. You know, you just want to chill. You just want to relax. I'll, I'll send you a link. It's that Cali shit that, you know, with the drop yeah, top down so, shit. And I was really booming when he, when I seen him on stage. I was actually, I was actually in line for our merch because I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, y'all. Somebody's got to stand in line for merch. Who's going to do it? Because I'm like really big on merch. Are I'm you? like, very. I'm like, because first of all, it's um, exclusive. Yeah. Most of the time, yes. You won't get it again. You know, like merch has become like something that I'm like, I'll spend my last 10 bucks on what, 100 bucks I'll spend. I think my the roommate, most I've my spent. My roommate's like that. He buys shirts and posters and everything yeah, every time. And I, I'm just like. I love it because it just like kind of like is like a piece of the experience. You know what I mean? And you get to like, you know, it's like super dope. So I was like, all right, y'all. I'm like, somebody's got to do it. I'm like, I'll fucking do it. So I'm standing in line and I'm booming by myself. And it's so funny. But Joe K was on at the stage. And he's doing the, and he's doing the, the selection uh, radio. Uh, and he's vibing. And I'm just like. Man, I'm like, yes. I'm like, of course, of course, Joe gonna be over here with the vibes while I'm stuck in this merch line looking at the ground like that shit wavy. <laughs> like, like, why is what? that shit wavy? I remember, no, I remember looking down at the ground and like, I don't usually like trip like visuals like mm-hmm. crazy, you know, but like, you know, you were that so, day. Well, I looked at the, I remember tapping the ground and I'm like, why does it look so soft? And I just started laughing to myself. I'm like, man. No, I can't be the only one that ate some shrooms. I'm like, it's fine. Like, I'm laughing at the ground, y'all. Leave, let me be. <laughs> nice. Nice. It was a great festival. It sounds I mean, like it. It sounds like a great experience. It was like, a good experience. That 10-hour like, shit, though. Yeah, it was a really long day. We were like, fuck. But there was so many people on the lineup. that That's why, like, man, like, I just had to get there early because I was trying to see everybody. <clears throat> everybody. 
I've been to Coachella once. I went to Coachella in 2014 when Outkast did that string of festivals. That right. whole, like, they hadn't performed together in, in, like, years and years. I was like, fuck it, doing it. And that was probably one of the best festival experiences I've ever had. Like, I've never seen... First of all, Coachella is easily... 90 to 100,000 people. Mm -hmm. That's how big it is. It's huge. But I've never seen so many people like so... I mean, it was all about the music. I didn't see one fight. I, I mean, and as many people, drugs, you'd think you'd see some crazy shit. Right. It really didn't. It was really like peace, love, and music. It was incredible. Like, there were, there were parts of <clears throat> the days where... It would kind of be maybe like that five, six, seven o'clock ish time, and there would be like mob. It was like streets of mobs of people, like everyone was just mobbing the stages trying mm -hmm. to get wherever. And I remember feeling like Frogger, because I, <laughs> I was trying to get to the fucking bathrooms or the beer garden, and like it's just this like whole wave of traffic of people and like it's just going both ways yeah like, like maneuver it yeah for real <laughs> i had a lot of fun though i had left the people that i went with um were much more like into like fat boy slim right. and, and uh imagine uh, uh, not imagine dragon um you know just just a little bit different of what anyways I, I had left them to go see pharrell pharrell was headlining a stage i was like I'm going to the stage. Um, come if you want. Come if you, like, come find me or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would say this stage probably had about 10,000 people in front of it, right? Damn. I'm by myself. I'm like, I'm getting as far front as I fucking possibly <laughs> can. I'm doing it. it. Yeah, I mean, this is like, I love doing this shit. This is like my favorite shit to do. Like, I like going to concerts alone for the reason of like moving around, but this was like high level shit, right? Right. So, so at this time, I took. Shout out to Ink Monster. Shout out to my boy Reed. But I had the Red Man Method Man stickers, right? I had okay. A couple packs of them to like hand out. Uh huh. So this was how I moved through crowds: is I had stickers, and I'd be like, "Red Man Method Man stickers." I'm like, "Who wants free stickers?" I'm like, "Red and Meth stickers." Boom, boom, boom. And I would just people just wanted them, like for real. So I'd start throwing them out. And it would I'd move start the crowd. giving, it, and it would move the crowd, and, and I would, would move my way, and I found I found my way. Damn near to the front of the stage for Pharrell. Yeah, I give you props on that one. That is fucking smart. It was smart. wild. And I ended up next to this lovely gay couple, these these couple of men. And I start talking to them. It turns out that they live on the Coachella fairgrounds. So obviously, like, when it's not Coachella, it's actually polo fields and uh -huh. properties. And people live there. okay these guys get free coachella tickets every year they like uh. just are like they're like yeah i mean this was when um you know happy had came out from pharrell because i'm happy yeah and i mean i think that, that was i mean i don't know it was just so cool i'm like what a crazy moment like of all the people that i stand next to it's just these this random incredibly nice couple that mm -hmm. happens to just live here and goes to Coachella every year for free and they're just like catching Lucky. the vibe. I know. It was really I've cool. never been to like a festival like that. I, I have to go. I never highly have. recommend it. I've been dude. to like Lollapalooza. That's really cool. I've I've been to Riot Fest a couple times in Chicago. Or like they had some four twenty shit a couple years ago, like some festival like up on like eighty eighth. It was like E forty, Snoop, Warren G, the Dog Pound, really? Quick, yeah, second and none. It was like it was like all day. 
It's like um, it wasn't bad too. It's like seventy bucks. Like, what? yeah. That was one of those things. Like at the end of the night, you're just like, "Fuck!" Like I spent <laughs> so much money, I smoked so much weed, and like, <laughs> "Fuck!" I'm tired, and I still gotta walk to the car, and that's a mile. Like, oh you know? my god, that's right. Yeah, no, I I definitely recommend it. I actually camped. We camped there too. Damn. That was really really. Fun. That's the experience. It right? was the experience. We had a really fucking great time. It was really cool. What was the first concert you ever seen? The first concert I ever went to was Hanson. <laughs> You look, you look like an Oombop fan. I'm just saying. I mean, I was obsessed with Hanson. I think I was like 10, 11 when they were out. But you know, like I said, like I, I listened to hip hop, but yeah. I, I was a teeny bopper too, and I listened to all the things. But um, then my second show, I upgraded quite a bit. It was the TRL tour. Okay. 2000, 2001 maybe, but it was uh, Destiny's Child, Nelly and the Saint Lunatics, Three LW. Jessica Simpson and maybe one other person I'm not I'm not sure but I remember Nelly and the St. Lunatics came out on fucking dubbed out four wheelers and I was like yo this shit is crazy that's fresh but I was young and it was in Connecticut um in Hartford so yeah I still have my ticket stub from that too and then um you know, either right before that or after that was when I saw Karis one, and that was in Northampton, Massachusetts, in a, a college town. So it's a college town, a really small venue, and it was really a really dope. It was like my first like real like boom yeah. bap kind of like hip hop yeah, show. He gets it. And then my homeboy had um, he broke his wrist or something because he was like snowboarder, skateboarder, like I don't know. But he, I remember him rolling up. I remember Karis one came out. The bridge is over. The bridge is over. Bah! And I just remember him rolling up, and I'm like, oh, like this is fucking awesome. I was right. like, and we were just like sitting there, and we were smoking weed, and the show was really live. It was a really small venue, but yeah. I think he's dope. Yeah, I've seen him. I mean, he's a presence. He's uh, like, I mean, he's an OG. Like, there's probably a lot of people, like, they don't give a fuck about nah. Harris one. But if you know shit about hip hop, you know that he's, he's, uh, a big voice, a big voice. Big time, hip-hop. big time. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> Man, we're definitely talking about a hip hop shit. That's dope. <laughs> Let's get to you right now. Oh shit! What do you want these people to know about oh, Lizzie man. Brody? What do you do? What are your? You know what I mean? Well, um... give them that whole little spiel real quick. <laughs> What to know about Lizzie Brody? Man, I'm just, you know, I'm a, I'm an all-around uh, dope girl. I'm approachable. I'm relatable. I'm a mother. Um, I aspire to inspire other people. That's why I started the Hustlers Brunch. Um, that's, like, one of my most passionate little babies that I have, okay. you know. What is um, that? Can you so explain the, that? Talk yeah, about so it? the Hustlers Brunch is a, a, a networking brunch for entrepreneurs, business owners, hustlers, dream chasers, um, I basically wanted to create a space where like-minded people could get together and like share resources and have tough conversations and, and get inspiration and things like that. So uh, the first Hustlers Brunch was 20 people, um, and it's grown to about 100. Nice. Um, thank you. And I started to incorporate a live panel. So I had this idea to bring on people who are successful in their field of work mm-hmm. and 
let them share their stories, share their inspiration, let the people attending be able to like ask them anything they want and just kind of, um, you know, I just centered it around inspiration. Trying to soak up that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's important. I mean, you get to a point in life and business and you just realize that when you are chasing your dreams, the conversation is different. You know what I mean? You can't talk about it with just anybody because I mean, for me personally, there was uh, many years that my family did not understand what I was doing, <laughs> what, what, why doing? the fuck I had to be doing all these things and go all these places and whatever, yeah. you know? Um, but there was also a lot of people that saw my vision and saw who I was trying to be and what I wanted to represent and the things that I wanted to do. And, you know, that's my tribe. Shout out to my tribe, my people that have always supported me, my business partners. Um, but, you know, yeah, so the Hustlers Brunch, you know, just giving people, like-minded people, a space to come and share resources and gain inspiration. Because everyone other, got so. something to offer. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, 100%. And, I, and one of my biggest things is always telling people to never be afraid to share your story because you just never know who you can inspire. You don't know what people have been through and, like, your little thing that you went through and how you handled it or what you learned from it could be, like, that one missing piece that mm-hmm. somebody needed to hear. So you just never know, you know, always, always share your story, share your resources, things like that. So a lot of people don't yeah. do that nowadays. Yeah. It's that ego we were talking about. A lot of people just want to kind of keep to themselves. Kill the ego. Yeah. You need to change that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You want all kinds of soldiers. You know what I mean? A couple special forces, you know what I mean? A couple of fools of mind detectors. You need all kinds of shit. <laughs> Fools of radios, you know what I mean? Fuck, you can't just walkie, be. Wait, you got the walkie-talkie, bro. Yeah, you can't be one soldier in a war or ten soldiers, right? You ain't Al Qaeda, Al Qaeda. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, what kind of stuff you got coming up? You got anything oh, coming man. up? What kind well, of what kind of goals you're gonna? New year, year's you, almost you, over, so it's time to set some new yeah, goals. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely already in 2023. For right, sure. Already. I mean, I I'm really focused on continuing to um, be an amazing promoter with AEG. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm thrilled to be working with them. Shout out to Adam Stroll. Shout out to Lachlan. Um, you know, so just continuing to grow with them, and I'm definitely planning another Hustlers brunch. Um, you know, I like to keep that nice and exclusive right. because we don't oversaturation makes the price go down. Um, you know, and just continuing to build my web uh, my website, which is lizzybrody.com. So it's like a music blog, culture blog, lifestyle blog. Um, a little bit of everything. A little huh? bit of everything. You know, I have writers on the site, so there's a lot of dope coverage happening and interviews coming up. And another season of the Hustlers Brunch podcast. I want right. I want to get that done. And yeah. and is that the YouTube? That is actually on uh, Spotify, okay. Apple Music, iHeartRadio. What's the YouTube one we were talking about earlier? Oh, lessons in hip hop. Yeah. So that's What's... actually another thing that I you know I got a lot I want to do. But yeah, I I have um, thirty three episodes of lessons in hip hop. Mm-hmm. I basically have the last three to drop and eh, we could just call this the first bundle i don't know because i haven't really done it in seasons they're just really short short and sweet little episodes i've done most of them i've brought on guests to do like you know their own lesson their right song, song choice and um yeah like i definitely want to keep growing that and doing more with it and building who were some brand. of the first songs you did oh man um Oh, definitely uh, Gangstar. 
Yeah, we're talking about that gangster guru, guru is the uh, shit. The fucking shit. He taught but me so much. Like, like uh, it's best to sit back and observe with Kuth. We almost meet our moment of truth. That shit has shaped me as a person. That line alone. So I definitely talk about that. I know uh, Sky's the Limit was one. Um, dedication, Nipsey. Uh, I know I did a Beanie Seagull feel it in the air, and I really, 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 really love that episode because if you know, you know. Right. If you know, like, what the fuck he's really talking about, you know. And I just, um, yeah, that song has always been incredible to me. So, yeah, so Lessons in Hip Hop, for sure. Yeah, definitely sounds interesting. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I'll send you some videos. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, what I was going to ask you, give me some years. I need some of your favorite songs. Like, if you're on an island and you got a CD with, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Say 10 songs. You got to okay. give me, you know. The Rock Wilder, Red Man, Method Man. Uh-huh. Worst Comes to Worst, Dilated Peoples. Moment of Truth, Gangstar. Discipline, Gangstar. Story to Tell, Biggie Smalls. Okay. Um, uh, you got some good ones. Going Down, DMX. Uh, just throwing like the whole Victory Lap album, yeah. But um, yeah, the whole Victory album, Victory yeah. Lap album. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely, definitely have a quite a few playlists where, like, if you really wanted to know my music taste, you could listen to that playlist and you would hear it all. But those are, for example, like some songs like Lex Coop's Beamus Benz. Lost Boys. Lost Boys is my favorite. One of my all time favorite too. fucking songs. Like I will always rap the fuck out of that song anytime it comes on. Mm-hmm. Anywhere, you know what I mean? Like that so, whole album. Yeah, I mean it was pretty. When, when did that come out? I want to say like ninety six. Ninety two or ninety three? Oh, maybe. You're right. Maybe. I actually want to Google that really quick. Let's see, I kind of yeah. I want to say like ninety three, ninety four. Legal drug money was the shit though. Um. So when we're talking about that era, yeah, that was one of my albums. Gangstar Hard to Earn was one of my albums. Mm. Mob Deep's first album was like in that whole time period. Selly Cell, Killer wow. Cali. Mm. Those are like, and Tupac and um, the double album. Ninety six. Yeah. 96 okay. Uh, yeah. DJ Premier is my number one favorite producer of all time. I actually met him once. I almost got in a fight at his concert. <laughs> was it at the Bluebird, the one with the band? No, this is at that same place uh, where I was telling you where we oh, seen them. Um, right next to vinyl. It's the it's the block. If you're going toward the Capitol, it's the block before vinyl, and it's okay. right there on the right hand side. That's where we had seen him. Um, I had seen him there. I seen dilated people there. I seen. Twister there. Oh yeah, wow, that's cool. I've never seen Twister. Seen Red and Meth there. Gang of Fools. Um, so, get uh, Guru passing away. When did he pass away? It was a while ago. Thirteen, maybe. Um, but it was tough for me because I really what the fuck? I'm sorry, I was trying to go. You're cool. Um. It was it, that. It was tough for me because I realized I would never see him in concert. Had you ever seen him? No. And <sighs> after he passed away, that was when I started to see a lot of concerts. Like right. I was not just going to like, like I was going to any show I could go to, and I kind of have a 
it's become a thing for me because mm-hmm. this is why I'm like, go to the fucking concert. Because you just, man, like, that, being able to experience some of your favorite music live like that is so dope. And it is something that will be special to you forever. Like, these Not are memories real. I'll never forget. You know what I mean? So when he passed, I was super sad that I would never see him in concert. I, was, I started going crazy. So when DJ Premier came here mm-hmm. with a band... This was at the Bluebird. I obviously had to go, but but he, they performed Gangstar songs, and I mean, it was like the band, and then they're like letting Guru's vocals play, and Primo's doing his fucking thing, mm. and it was like I may have cried. I don't think I did, but it was so nostalgic. It was like this is the closest I'm ever gonna. This is this is it right here. This is. People next to me, strangers, people I don't know, everyone's rapping the fucking song. I'm like, ah, like, he's here. You know what I mean? Like, and so I actually was able to shout out to Johnny Schumann, Johnny Denver, because he would, I was like, I got Johnny, I got this vinyl. I literally bought a vinyl on the way to the concert. I'm like, do you think you can have it signed for me or whatever? And I was just thinking he would take it backstage, get it signed to bring it back to me. Mm Mm-hmm. But he was he brought me downstairs and I got to meet Primo and I told him all of this. That's dope. I told him how I felt and how this show was just incredible and how it touched me and I was just so thankful for it because I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, it had to be fucking said. Like you gotta give people their fucking flowers. And so yeah, and then he took a picture of me and it's one of my favorite. He signed my vinyl and I'm like, he's cool as fuck, man. But like one thing about producers is like and even with rappers too, artists, like I like to know your signature sound. Like with Dom Kennedy, mm-hmm. I always know it's Dom Kennedy. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. like if it's a quick, if Quick produced it, oh, you, I always know. Because of the Christmas bells. If Swiss Beats cr- <laughs> produced it, I yeah. always know. And I love that about it. And same with Primo. I mean, and he's really produced some of the most classic, legendary Oh yeah. Forever. I mean, Jay Z's Reasonable Doubt album is like one of my favorite, and he produced yeah. like almost everything on that shit. That's some good ass shit. Now don't hate me. Sorry. Oh shit. But I've seen Gangstar like three times. It's okay. I've seen him at Red Rocks with it's Guru so and dope. Premier, and I've seen him at a couple days, a couple times at Cervantes. That's so funny. And this is Cervantes days when. You just open the back door and just walk in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or just it's walk in. Fuck. You know what I mean? Are you cold? I just, yeah, I'm a little, I think I just shivered. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm all like, oh my God. I'm like. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. You're funny. Yeah, yeah like. Emotional. Guru's one of my favorites, man, all the time. And you always know if it's Guru. He was, the way he, Yeah. He was a lyrical fucking assassin. He's a beast. Yeah. My homie don't like him. My homie says he's whack as fuck, Not and I everybody. argue with him every time. No, like, you're tripping, homie. He hates... I, I have a friend who thinks Jay-Z is whack. And I'm oh, like, I think Jay-Z is... <laughs> I think he's... First album, classic. The um, What's the other one that I really like? The compilation album where he has everyone on it? The uh, Dynasty? Oh, that's actually a really, really good album. Yeah. Everything else is... Ah! <laughs> Blueprint. Okay, but you can't, you can't say he's whack. He's obviously not right. fucking whack. But his first album goes. I mean, it's you've, you know, it's not for everybody. Everything yeah. can't be for everybody, and that's okay. Shit. And Namaste. <laughs> I would, I would, I would get into it, but 
I see you're a Jay Z fan, so yes, I've, I'm gonna let you on. slide on this one. Okay, no, good. you're gonna let me live on this one because that's where I'm going. <laughs> no, I give him props. I don't know about him nowadays though. Like nowadays, he's like too yeah, bougie. Yeah, I mean, and he's like the Don Dada. Like I said, it's like I cannot stand Kanye West right now, and really don't resonate with a lot of his newer music. Mm-hmm. But that college dropout album. I will play it front to back, and, and I will fucking ride for that album forever. You know I concur I mean? with you. It's just like that's how music can be sometimes, you know. So it's all good. You know, you gotta just be accepting, but you know. People grow, people change, and we're changing as well. And the times are changing, and you know what I mean. Who would have thought? You know what I mean. Like even you know, like I did. I've done quite a few albums like Colorado Cats. And even the way recording 10 years ago is not the way today. Today is a whole different yeah, ballgame. Yeah, I mean, technology has changed yeah, we're a adding, lot. We're adding effects. Yeah. We're adding fucking different, you know, yeah. rhythms and adding auto-tune and everything. It's, yeah. it's a whole new, I, you know, I could record a motherfucker that could spit fucking 16 and then dubs and all that. But as far as, you know what I mean, it'd be, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. Everything's ever-changing. Yep, that's true. We just got to try to adapt. It's kind of mm-hmm. hard, though, when you're getting older. It really kind of is. I know. And especially be, when you're kind of attached to certain the old shit. Yeah. ways of things. We like, don't like shit when it changes. Low-key, I would still keep a checkbook if I could. I can't. It's like, you know, I think you have to pay for checks now. But I used to like yeah. that. I used to enjoy the writing down, the looking at it, the tracking it myself. Everything is so, like. I know. It's like everything's yeah. just done for you now, kind of. It's crazy. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Well, shoot, man. We've been talking for an hour and a half. Okay. You know, just I conversing. Yeah, just conversing about this <laughs> and that. Good times, you know what I mean? Well, shoot, you got any kind of final words or any kind of final thoughts man. before we close this? Oh, you want to kick a freestyle? <laughs> Lizzie Brody. No, nope, everybody is not on the, the mic like that tonight. I get the avocado. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll stop. Let, I already yeah, know. Let it go. She's like, don't quit your day job. I don't know, man. I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode listening to us talk about all of our hip hop thoughts and stories yeah, and man. memories and experiences. And, um,. You know, tap in with me at Lizzie Brody, L-I-Z-Z-Y-B-R-O-D-I-E, um, everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok. Um, Airware. Airware. www.lizziebrody.com, www.thehustlersbrunch.com. Definitely tap in with me on that if you are an entrepreneur or looking to be a dream tracer, hustler of sort. Trying to network. Of course. And, um, you know, my final words are going to be, don't let, or no, Ooh, let me run it back. <laughs> okay. Let your potential be your motivation. All right. That is my, like, I said it on uh, the Life is Dope podcast. It stuck with me for years. Um, it's kind of like part of being, you know, part of the Hustlers brunch. For know? sure. It's just like, you know, you, you can achieve it if you want to. So. I'm going to tell them, being that I'm winners kind of basically here, don't eat yellow snow.
Definitely do not. I actually had to just teach my daughter about fucking fresh snow and dirty snow. <laughs> I'm like, you had a lesson. You got a little class, right? Well, thank you so much for having me. Though, hey, real. thank it's you for coming a, by. From as definitely a pleasure. a pleasure. We definitely got to do it again. Talk some more hip hop. You know what I, I mean? Know. I'd, be, I'd be happy to be like a guest on. We bring a couple more people on here and see what type of debates we could get going. That's some shit I want to do. And what we were kind of talking about is like doing like a podcast with three or four people where we do like the best MC, best rapper, then best group, best mm-hmm. trio, best. Because yeah. it all kind of breaks down and like when it's not all balled together, you know what I mean? When you can separate Wu-Tang from fucking Outkast. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And, or even like, and then Boot Camp Click, like they're a good group like that or mm-hmm. D12, like, you know what yeah. I mean? It makes it easier mm-hmm. and it's not like, no, Jay-Z's <laughs> the best. No. I mean, yeah, hip-hop has so many parts now at this point of its great age and uh yeah it's it's, you can study it and break it down and break it down into sections and do all all yeah make it easy you know we have some good debates because there's a lot i mean everyone you know yeah it remains to be seen i'm here for the hip-hop debates (laughs) got you we're gonna give you a holler man like i said check out on her social media give her a holler you know what i mean Appreciate you. Thank you so much. We are out of here. You can find us on all platforms. Same stuff. You know, subscribe, share, spread the word. Let your friends know. You know, we got that dopeness, that hot dialogue fire. We out of here. Peace. Bye.